0: All right, all right. so we are recording now. This is episode two of the Media Buyer's Manual. I have a very special guest who I've followed on Twitter for who, who knows how long, um, but it's a great follow. Uh, David Herman, thank you for joining me. Uh, yeah. Just take us through a little bit of who you are, where you're from, uh, the amount of money that you've managed for ad spend, uh, sure. and, and just a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, man. I've been doing media buying pretty much since the forefront of uh, the whole paid online efforts. Uh, I age myself a little bit on this front. Um, I started in the MySpace world uh, managing bands um, and then sort of kind of got into the Google stuff and then eventually made it over to the paid social side where I've been doing that since 2011. Kind of been doing that since and um i live in los angeles in Redondo beach california basically it's a sub- suburb above of la and um yeah man i mean it's what i do just do the pain have fun with it so
0: unreal unreal so anybody that knows you or has followed you um something that's interesting is that you are huge on the police chases um not too many people <laughs> yeah. know this we're just gonna start a little off topic but yeah. i just want to say they are hilarious. They bring a lot of joy to us throughout these times. Yeah. And man, just keep rocking through some of those. Those are it's awesome. It's our sports, man. So we have. it's all we got. Right? Exactly. So, it's, it's our motorsports with uh, a little bit of danger involved as well. Right. I mean, I live, dude, it's, it's funny. Like I, I know, and
1: like, I get tagged on Twitter constantly from people like, Hey, there's a police chase going on. My uh, and it's, it's always on. Like I always, I actually have a police scare, um, in my room here, I, I don't know what I did with it. it. Might be upstairs. I actually keep a police scanner on for LAPD, and I'm always listening for the call signs. And one oh. of those
0: the fleet. So I'm a nerd. It's, so how do you know when there's a chase going? What's their so, what's their call sign? What do they say? So there's different call signs for different cities, uh, but a lot of times
1: how you you look, so like the call sign, I don't know the call sign. I know that in pursuit, they'll always be like, uh, you know, you know, uh, they'll go like uh, Pacific Division in pursuit. Uh, four, seven, seven, three, uh, division on. And it's like requesting aerial units and they're like requesting aerial units. I'm like, Oh, okay. We got, we got a good oh, one. Yeah. Hop on Twitter
0: <laughs> yeah. right there and start the feed in the
1: threads. Exactly. Cause, Cause if they, if they're requesting an aerial, aerial unit, the cost of doing that is it's really expensive. Um, sure, it's like a hundred thousand sure. dollars an hour. And so, um, when they're requesting aerial units, that means this police chase is, is good. Oh, like, man. you know so uh yeah i'm a nerd man so
0: how many of those do you get like literally every day like up here in canada uh for people that don't know i'm out of toronto but um we don't really have police chases like that so we yeah, just we have
1: a super for yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah we, we drink our beers uh podcast sponsored by miller light eventually one day um but yeah like how many do you guys get all the time
1: we i mean it depends on the season. Um, this week we've had like four uh, i would say at least two to three times a week oh, have shit. and there's actually like there's a guy called smoke and scan who literally just smokes weed in live streams police chases from la Jesus. it's actually quite entertaining to watch like his his twitter handle, I think is smoke and scan <laughs> and, okay and i don't know the guy but he's he's, he's like he sits at home all day Smokes weed and, and watches police chases. Like, oh. I just love it. I love it. it just
0: brings me joy. Oh man, that's <laughs> hilarious. Okay, yeah, I just had to ask that because that's just something that I am so curious about. I always see t- tweeting about it. Yeah. So that was just funny. i have known.
1: I actually changed my Twitter bio to police chase. <laughs> it's just like, whatever. Yeah.
0: Oh man. Oh, so like now we'll actually get on to some marketing stuff, uh, media yeah. buying. Uh, not police chases Um, but I just wanted to know like do you have any like interesting projects that you've worked on in the past like you said you managed some bands like is there anything like in there that you or even weird experiences that you you came about with those Uh,
1: from a from a paid ad side or just in general
0: just in general
1: um I got to work with some pretty pretty fantastic things um I was part of the team that launched uh Costco's Pinterest account that was okay. kind of fun um, just to like get in there and be part of like just that organization and kind of see how they do things um, I got to work with Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation um, back in the day I've, I've nice. been able to uh, I, you know I worked with pretty fun bands along the way a lot of indie bands um, that got big um, you know Paramore and bands oh, like that i got to have some fun with that um, but yeah man now it's just a lot of times it's just ecom clients and you know everybody from uh, smaller projects up to you know five hundred thousand to one point five million in monthly ad spends um and that 's what i 've been doing since and um you know it every every client is different every client is a is a is a challenge in its own right so
0: so, like when you say that, I I have one hundred percent experienced that as a media buyer. Um, every account's different. You always got to be testing stuff. Um, so when you're going about scaling an ad account, and you're maybe you're starting around uh, two to two to five thousand dollars a month, maybe even higher, ten thousand. Um, how are you going about doing your testing? Are you doing a lot of cold prospecting? And is it A lot of people i i know people aren't mainly performance based but some people are i'm performance based are you somebody that's a big advocate of going performance over brand and stuff like that as well
1: 100. percent. um yeah pretty much everyone everything we do is is performance based it's 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 just the name of the game it it, you know i we do we have some brands that we do a lot on the the brand side with that like hey we just want to get our name out there we do that but the fun stuff really comes down to the performance it's 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 right we're 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 seekers of risk in a way and um by playing it up and really kind of getting in there and managing a million dollars a month in ad spend and being responsible for it is a is a is a tall order you know percent it 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 it, most i would say 95 Five, if not 99% of the stuff we do is performance. It's, you know, very little brand. And when we do brand, it's usually, um, like, political campaigns that we'll work on. Or, like, I've worked – I work because I live in Los Angeles. I do a lot with, like, Hollywood. So I'll do, like, film launches and, like, movie trailers and things yeah. like that that will help on. So that's the kind of stuff I'll do that kind of
0: thing. Fair enough. So the brand's all, like, top of funnel stuff that eventually yeah. – it's out there
1: just fair enough
0: yeah. um so when you're going about performance and stuff like that um do you prefer doing like custom conversions on facebook ads do you use facebook standard conversions like where do you stand on that
1: so standard events um facebook performs best when you're using standard events um i've i've, I've never heard it full-on mentioned by facebook other than by some um Facebook ad reps, but they've always said custom conversions don't function the way that you want them to all the time. And a lot of times the ad blockers really take a number on them more than the standard events. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not nerd enough to, to know the difference, but um, for every I mean, the custom conversions work, but I I just, you know, a purchase is a purchase to me. Um, And a lot of times we just UTM it. And can kind of get a baseline for like what's working and what's not based off that rather than, cause I don't want to give Facebook too many options, right? Yeah. I want yeah. Facebook to have one option. I want to have one purchase so that it can get the most purchases no matter what it is. And then from there we go and dissect it from there and go, okay, this ad drove to these five pages. Therefore this blah, blah, blah. kind of go that way. We use a, a tool called the attribution app, which does a good job. kind of breaking things down and there's there's apps and stuff like that that we can use but yeah standard
0: events all the way okay awesome um like i personally we're about 50 50 split for our agency so um a lot of our bigger clients are actually on custom conversion so that was something that's curious to me so that's something we'll be testing going forward as well um but i also you touched on something as well utms do you always go right out from the start utms i do um i know a lot of people when i've talked to them don't know what a UTM is and it kind of drives me up the wall um yeah. but yeah what's your take on yeah. UTMs and I, do you always know set them up
1: yeah I set up the um the dynamic ones within Facebook yeah I think um, I think those work the best um especially because my whole thing is I'm I'm wanting to see data at, like time on site I want to see that data like mm-hmm. when I'm looking at a UTM I'm looking at purchase and revenue from in Google Analytics but I'm not like I'm looking at all right? Which of these landing pages and which of these campaigns is driving the longest time on site, then I'm dissecting it more from there. But like, those are the things I'm looking for dwell time. Because if I get if I see a campaign that I'm running on Facebook, where the people are generally sitting on the website for like 35 seconds, instead of the other one, which has two minutes, mm-hmm. I know that that audience probably is a, the bad audience to be part of, right? Mm-hmm. So I kind of change it up that way.
0: Okay, so like, uh, that was... That- that was leading into another question of like, what kind of KPIs are you looking for um, when you're in the ad accounts as well? So that you can kind of continue scaling. Like uh, what are your like, maybe top five KPIs that you're looking at?
1: Um, I mean, obviously I'm looking at, you know, revenue. I mean, that's yeah. always the core. Um, outside of that, I look at our unique ad to purchase to unique ad to cart or I'm sorry, unique ad to cart to unique purchase ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at that pretty consistently through the weeks. So I typically don't look at things day to day because so many variances in the week yeah. where I'm, I'm my own worst critic and I'll make changes on things when it was just a bad day and tomorrow we'll crush again. Mm-hmm. So I look at things on a seven day period always. Um, some people disagree with me on that, but it's not, it's never hurt me. <laughs> so, you know, um but I, I look at, so I look at that, I'll look at our AOV across the board on per, 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 uh, per ad set. Um, I look at our, um, our click through rate just from a baseline of, um, as long as it's meeting our general KPI, and if it goes out of that, that's when I usually kill it unless it's somehow getting sales, which there's, you know, there's times where that happens. Yeah. Um, when I'm, we're running videos, I'm looking at our swipe, our our thumb stop ratio, um, and time to determine like, is this ad, is this video getting people to stop and watch it? Um, and then I'm, I'm looking at our, our CPAs. I mean, okay. at the end of the day, you know, look CPCs and this, all, all those other they don't really matter.
0: <laughs> it's like it's something you can it, waste your time on essentially. Oh yeah.
1: And it's like, you look at the data you're like, well, this one got a 0.3% click through rate and got a three X, but this one got a 1% and no sales. Why? It's like, well, the 0.3 might have had one person buy a shit ton of products, speak my friend, but just, you know, no, no, like, that's, worse. that's, that's, that's the situation. And so it's kind of hard to base that. Um, and like, you know, we look at CPM costs in, in a, as a general um, uh, and then we determine things like we work with skincare companies that have just always expensive CPMs cause it's a skincare company and there's yeah. hundreds of them, you know, uh, and
0: it's like,
1: so it just depends on how, on that front too.
0: Okay. Uh, like that, that was actually very insightful. Cause like I, I spend a little bit of time on the click, like, uh, cost per click and like click through rates and shit like that. But like, I know there's a lot of time where I'm just like, this one's like you said, this one's crushing it. And the, it doesn't really make sense of why, but (laughs) fuck it. Like let's scale it and and go with it. Um, so when you're scaling ad accounts as well, um, is creatives huge? Um, how do you go about going with testing creative? Um, are you doing like isolated tests? Are you kind of testing image against video image all in one kind of ad set? Like, how do you do? How are you doing those?
1: So testing is uh, is an art, <laughs> um, and what we do is we have a controlled group of audiences that's like people that we have bought from us, um, people that have visited the site like multiple times, like those are the control groups, the ones that at least have shown enough intent to buy a product from us. Mm-hmm. And then we have our prospecting test audience, an audience that historically has always worked, um, and will actually put. We'll weigh so like each of those are weighed differently, because if we can get a three X on uh, remarketing and we can get a one point five on prospecting with the same ad, it's probably a good ad, mm-hmm. you know, showing that it's working. Uh, and like what we'll do is we'll kind of go off from there. I've got a lot of creative. I've got like ten images, ten videos that I need to test. I'll usually throw those in a dynamic creator test. And then I will try to make sure that I get at least at least a thousand to two thousand dollars, if not more. If my you know if my AOB is like fifty to sixty bucks, I want to spend at least on a thousand bucks on on a campaign yeah. like that to get an understanding of what of what what piece of that creative is working and what's not. Mm-hmm. And then I'll usually take the winner from that and I'll put that into a new dynamic creative test with a new group. And I'll just keep always testing. You're Breaking always it down, testing. essentially. Yeah. You're always variant testing, testing. You're just taking the odd one out, and then you're stacking them, right? That's the way to do it.
0: That's the way I do it. Let's learn something. There you go. We've already started. Definitely yeah. people have learned something as well. Um, that's very interesting to know that that's how you do testing if you have a bunch of creatives because yeah. like, that seems far more efficient. You let the algorithm kind of figure it out, and then you kind of manually yeah, yeah. just oh, displace
1: yeah
0: okay um and then do you have like brands and kind of brands that you kind of watch out for for their creative to kind of get inspiration for your econ brands like aside from the direct competitors just a general not you
1: know? really no i i look at stuff um you know i'm in a couple of people's facebook groups where they, they will share creative and things like yeah. that um but for the most part i'm I'm always thinking about it, you know, and I'm, I'm coming up with ideas. I don't, ever want to copy people. And mm. my feeling is if I get too carried away in these creative groups, my brain is a little, my brain will shift over. But if I need inspiration, I'll definitely go look. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, a lot of the companies we work with, we don't have a ton of competitors because I like to work with niches. Um, the riches are in the niches, right? 100%. Uh, you know, and so for for me, it's always coming up with new ideas that I think will work, and failing seventy percent of the time and winning 30, you know and,
0: and um, when you win that thirty, you scale shit out of it.
1: Oh yeah, you feel very successful. <laughs> I'm the smartest person there is
0: big brain man
1: for that very split um like I was just actually looking right now while I had it open um I have a client that's that he he just sent me like. Way too much content. And he's like, "Can you figure out something with this?" And like, okay, <laughs> um, you know. So yeah, I mean, it just—it just—I don't know. It the, the creative is the number one lever that we can control, and so the more we can push it, the better. But it all comes down to having a cadence that you know works, and then not get carried away with what with like if one if one piece of creative really clicks, mm-hmm. figure out why it's clicking. Like it there could be it all it could be could be the hook at the beginning, yeah you know okay the rest yeah of sucks. so that's the key is figure that out and then start making more on top of that and have enough of that back there
0: okay, okay, that's a good insight for sure, um and then, in terms of like you said, uh the levers that you can kind of utilize to your advantage, um how do you rank those levers uh, in terms of creative landing page offer um and, and also kind of copywriting
1: like I know yeah. copywriting
0: is part of creative but like the video ah, no, I'll leave it at that I'll leave creative as as one
1: I think that you know all of it is is in its how do I say it it's it's all part of the same ecosystem but the levers that you can quickly pull are the create is usually the, the video or the photo right mm-hmm. yeah um, typically a landing page like sometimes i'll use the same landing page for two years if it works it works yeah you know oh, yeah. i'll have seasons where it doesn't work landing pages is usually the last thing i do like that's like my last resort if like if this product is not crushing and it's just like it's just man what's going on i will then go create like three or four landing pages and test um, but it's like it literally is my last resort okay because creative is the number one lever you can push and it will save you time, energy, and money by just taking out your iPhone and making a new video of your product if you have it available.
0: Yeah, get that UGC.
1: I mean, it works. It always has. And yeah, I'm not a huge fan of this whole fake UGC thing where it's like you hire people to make testimonials because, again, I've worked in I've worked in advertising for a long time. Like in high school, back in the the late '90s, early 2000s, I was working for uh advertising agency running commercials and like we worked at the FCC like we had to have everything signed and mm-hmm. it's just like I don't like the idea of paying people to endorse your product I just don't think it's authentic and I think it kind of takes away um because a lot of times you see the same people
0: yes so right? oh, the crossover
1: I, and I, I it's there's a there's an agency that does it and they do it really well but it's just I don't know I'm a i just, that's just a, my, my personal thing. I'm just like, yeah, eh, I want to, whenever we get a testimony, like from a client or from a, from a customer, most of the time they're terrible, like quality. And I kind of like it because it, it brings out authenticity in
0: it way more. It stands out so much.
1: Yeah. And like, you can make a mountain out of that. Like it's just, you need the right editor to do it. Yeah you
0: know no yeah 100 percent. and like what we found as well at at our agency is like our graphic designer slash editor is probably the most important person um at our agency and definitely compensated towards that because man this guy will pump out creative like crazy and and so creative as well as a as a brain just the guy's thinking angles as a marketing person but also doing it well with creative so like uh, we've definitely seen the same thing. Like, creative's massive. Um, and then in terms of, like, angles, how often are you swapping and trying out angles, like, to put on, to push different kind of tension points and kind of bring out people's desire for certain things? Do you do you test that? I do.
1: I do. Um, I'm testing that right now on a couple projects. Um, you know, I, I focus on the problem one always, and then if that doesn't work, then I start moving into other things. I focus on seasonal stuff as well. So... Uh, yeah. I'll kind of move around that front as well. It just depends on, you know, it, it depends on the season and what's going on. So, like, right now, we're pushing a lot of, like, stay-at-home stuff. We're yeah. pushing a lot of, like, angles around that kind of stuff. We're taking new photos inside houses. We're, we're just trying to, like, change the moment, so to speak, and kind of play that out
0: uh and i you've kind of said it on your twitter before and and like you said uh you played to the zeitgeist right like i i've kind of taken your heed on that and and did that and to be honest thank you it's worked for my clients appreciate it um but like honestly like if, if you haven't yet people out there kind of like shift like the angles of stuck inside even if you're like a clothing company and stuff like that like i work with a few clothing companies like we've marketed around zoom conferences looking good on zoom conferences and like it's, it's nuts that it's worked at yeah. an angle like that. But like current times people have that desire and they need something different.
1: Right. Yep. It, 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 why, why change the conversation? Just join it.
0: Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Don't, don't break something that's not broken. Right. right.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And then something I want to do is kind of shift towards the mindset. Like, um, There's days where you feel like the top of the world. There's days where you're like, holy hell, like, why isn't this working? Um, And then there's days where you're just like, okay, things are okay. Not too bad. Not too, not too worse. Um, How do you compensate with like dealing with those mood, not mood swings, but I guess myself, I've been impacted by like an ad account. I look at them like, holy shit. Like, uh, but like, do you like work out? Do you go running? Like, how do you compensate those kind of things?
1: Yeah. I mean, I've worked in this industry a long time, um, and I think it comes with age. It does. I mean, the little, being a little on that front, it, it does. Mm-hmm. Because you realize that your value is not tied to the performance of a Facebook ad account. And um, I try to be very open with people about that because I think a lot of us, a lot of people struggle so much if it's not working. And 90% of the time, it has nothing to do with you. It's completely out of your control. Mm-hmm. and case in point like we're seeing facebook just crushed the last 3 weeks like i mean there's ad accounts that we're running that it's like what like why is this thing and it's like it, it gives you exactly why the big media buyers the 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 huge companies the targets the walmarts the best buys like the big companies they're not running ads right now entertainment no one in the entertainment world is running ads right now true politics no one in politics is running ads right now. Mm-hmm. The only people who are running ads are the D2C brands. Now you take the D2C brands, and again, there'll be other stuff. Let's say, yeah. just bear with me here. You have the D2C brands who are all spending collectively probably less than a billion dollars a month. If like maybe they're spending, I don't know, $750 million mm-hmm. collectively. Yeah. Now times that by what five point you know what four billion i don't have to be more on facebook but like three billion right yeah, Maybe. yeah at least I, I don't know so you do the crunch the numbers and suddenly there's a lot of opportunity and so you know when we get so hard on ourselves and like january and february when things were like super difficult and performance was down you know we're like i'm a failure i'm a failure but no you're not it's Michael Bloomberg put up a hundred million dollars into Facebook on top of everybody else. And you're just playing, you're getting, you're getting stuck in the same world. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't beat yourself up for over, over it. It's just, the thing about it is you just have to constantly be pivoting and be okay with pivoting. Yeah. Um, you have to be, you have to, in this industry, you have to have a thick skin and be able to be okay with failure. Yeah. If you're not, you're not, this is not the business for you. And you need to, at the end of the day, turn your computer off and walk away knowing you tried your best. And if, you're, and if you're sitting here and you're working 14 to 18 hours a day slaving over this thing, nervous as can be, taking it on your family and your loved ones, you should not be in this industry because it's going to eat you a lot. So, Couldn't agree more. Yeah, I, I'm very, very passionate about this because, you know, I was there. Like, I, I stressed to be, like, it would be, like, you know, I, I thought I was going to lose all my hair at one point because I was just, like, tearing my hair. Like, I'm just, like, uh, you know, just, like, yeah. just trying to play it up. And it's, it's, like, it's not worth it, you know? It's, like, find, find a project or – because, again, you know, tr- sell me an iPhone, right? Like, anybody can sell an iPhone because the brand is there. Yeah. But try selling me, like, like a, a, a fan, like, there's a billion fans out there. There's too much competition. Yeah, there's yeah. one iPhone. There's a billion fans, you know. And so I think people get so carried away with that. So
0: no, I, I definitely agree with that. And like um, having a thick skin and kind of like like you said, not being tied to the worth of an ad account. But like um, for the for people that do, like, do you work out? Like, because 100, percent like I found myself in this quarantine going for runs on the old treadmill far more often just to keep sane. Yeah. Um, but like do you have anything deal stress and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, so I I do a couple of things. I I have a home gym um in my in my in my in my other office downstairs. Um I got weights and elliptical down here. Um and then every day I go for at least an hour walk around the around my neighborhood. Nice. Um typically I take walks um and talk on the phone to clients. Yep. So all my clients, they know, like, oh, dates out for a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's usually what I do. Uh, I eat right, you know. I'm pretty damn healthy, um, and I just try to I try to maintain it because, like, my biggest thing is I don't get enough sleep. Um, I I get up at five o'clock in the morning, and you know, by by eight o'clock at night, I'm usually out. I'm cold. I'm done. <laughs> uh, you know, but. Other than that, I, I tried to do all the recommendations.
0: Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So um, also in terms, like, to be honest, you pro- you pretty much covered everything that I want to go through mindset with your one little um, kind of, not spiel, but it, it was, you, you <laughs> laid everything out on the table, man. You laid everything on yeah. the table. Uh, take it or leave it. Um, and, I, and I wholeheartedly agreed with it. Um, and I just wanted to ask a few more questions yeah, um, okay. based on, so I work with a couple, um, like telehealth companies right now. Um, and we're experiencing a little bit of a boom for like the virtual care stuff. Um, if somebody, do you think there's any kind of avenue of going LinkedIn ads whatsoever? Cause I've n- never really done too much LinkedIn ads, but these people are kind of seeking doctors and clinicians and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, LinkedIn, um, LinkedIn works pretty well for B2B. It's mm-hmm. just really expensive. Okay. You know, it's, you need to understand that paying $50 for a cost per click is a normal thing. Shit, okay. It's not, it's not Facebook. You know, it's a different beast. But that click is going to probably result in a sale, mm-hmm. right? It's a lot more intent. Okay. So, you, you know, the telehealth, the telehealth world is a lot, it's expensive. And you have to be wary of that. it's not
0: an e-commerce brand no yeah 100 percent. so okay i just yeah i just wanted to get some insight on that like they're they're looking to spend like anywhere from like 15 grand to kind of just do a test so i just wanted to see if that was something that's kind of worth it but like you said high intent
1: yeah if i were you i'd run a video view campaign targeting your 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 um your target demo for you're trying to reach and then retarget them with like an email campaign kind of thing
0: okay Stuff like
1: that, you know? okay
0: um and then in terms of like other platforms that you work with, like you work heavily with Facebook, do you work with like Snapchat, TikTok anything like that yeah,
1: yeah i uh I've been doing Snapchat since the pixel was integrated into the system, so about <laughs> two and a half three years ago um, i I do a lot with snap I've done it depends on the season the client uh, some clients just don't want to do it i I can't yeah. get them to. Uh but you know, I've always been running ads in Snapchat. Um I work with TikTok, um, do a little bit on TikTok. Um it's it's not there. It's not there at all. Yeah. Okay. It's very, you know, I I try not to to talk about it even on Twitter because it's just it's not a I don't want people to be like, oh, it's gonna cry. It's not gonna crush. It's no. it's a the very top of funnel, very awareness. They're just, their system is not in place. It's it's coming and they're working hard on it. And I respect that. Mm -hmm. Um, Pinterest. I do a lot with Pinterest, um, depending on the time of year. So like leading up to Q4 is usually when I ramp Pinterest up um, and go pretty heavy on Pinterest then. Really? Um, Yeah. Um, And then Google Shopping. I'll do Google Shopping. uh, YouTube. Um, I keep Google Search and, and for Google Search and Display for the Google guys, I'm just like, you guys handle it. Usually they handle Google Shopping too, but if I have to, I'll set that up.
0: So. Fair enough. Uh, so you touched on Pinterest and doing it heavily in Q4. Why is that? And like, do you, I just explain the reasoning a little bit? So the reason why is I'm always looking to blow as much, I think blow, I guess it's probably a long word,
1: but um, get as many eyeballs as humanly possible on our products and services that we're running. Okay. Um, and Pinterest in the Q4 is still cheaper in terms of like intent and eyeballs than a lot of these platforms The CPMs rise, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for the cheapest CPMs across the board, wherever that may be. Usually it's Pinterest. Right. Uh, and so I start ramping up in like August. Um, and then I'll get to like, I'll spend like, you know, some, some clients I'll spend $10,000 a day on Pinterest ads, That's, <laughs> um, okay. you know? And, and, you, and you see it. You do see it. You know, all these people are just like, Pinterest doesn't work. It's it's a terrible problem. Like, now, it's a long-tail game. And if you are not in it to win it in the long term, you will fail. Um, you know, it's everybody is so spoiled by Facebook, by, you know, getting all these immediate results. And yeah. That's not, that is not how it works. It's like, it's, you know, Google's the same way. You have to just give it time, mm-hmm. you know? So,
0: yeah. So in terms of like Pinterest, like I guess like the user's kind of consumption is, oh, I like this, pin it, save it for later. And then you're kind of raising that reawareness of, oh shit, I've already pinned this and kind of it's yeah, towards it's, that it's season.
1: Longer. Yeah. And like you're not charged for um the beautiful thing about Pinterest is you can run Pinterest campaigns for conversion campaigns. And if somebody takes that ad and pins it to their wall. When you turn that ad off, it doesn't go away. It's just a pin. True. So you have that long tail happening there, where you don't have that on Facebook. When you turn an ad off, an ad just disappears. Yeah. Interest, it stays. Um. And so that's one thing that you have to go back and look. You know, six months later and be like, hey, did this ad actually generate? And a lot of times, like, oh, it generated a lot more than I thought it would. You know. And so um, we do a lot of like heavy blog put blogging. Um, that we post on pinterest and then run traffic campaigns try to get as much traffic as we possibly can turn those ads off and let the organic take over from there and then we'll be driving a ton of like you know organic quality traffic to our site because enough pinterest bloggers posted it that it just takes off a life on its own
0: yeah and and like you're saying like it's uh all that traffic that you're paying for in terms of SEO, time on site, that's only going to help you or like your yeah. the site, right? So yeah, and especially you
1: know, I have a I have a interesting story that I did with a I did a, a blog post very similar like the BuzzFeed articles, right? Like the the ten things, and I did yeah. a, I did a DIY uh, blog post to one of our clients. And it was like ten DIY hacks to try. Blah blah blah. And I took a photo with my iPhone of like the hack. Yeah. Made it look very much like a mom blogger did it. That art, that post, I think it generated like something like one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars over a year. Yeah. It, it all organic. It just, it just, it just kept driving because in the post was embedded links to our products. And it was just like it was such hmm. a simple idea, and you know, people just they don't want to take the time to do it. So they just don't do Pinterest and they, you know, so I'm always a, I'm always a person that likes to zag when everyone else is zigging.
0: Yeah. And then, this yeah. is giving me so many thoughts right now. Um, So like I have a coffee company <laughs> that we work with um, and she's actually asked about doing Pinterest and I kind of never really knew what a response would be because like I, I've dabbled with it, but like now that you're talking about it, the long tail is where it's at and like just yeah. getting that user base and, eyeballs and so like how how cheap of it of a cpm would you say um you can look at like 150 to three dollar cpms on pinterest
1: okay you know i mean it's cheap it's uh it's not snapchat cheap but it's cheap
0: yeah yeah no it's still good
1: yeah it's uh i think linkedin has the highest cpms um if i remember right it's been a while but, like
0: like you said, fifty dollar cost per click. Yeah,
1: like, I mean if you get a fifty dollar cost per click and you know it's going
0: to a sale. But. Yeah, exactly. If the sale's worth it, it's worth it. AOV. Uh yeah. but yeah, and that's pretty much most of my questions. We're just gonna go to a technical question, fire round, yay okay. or nay. That's really okay. all it is. Cool. Um so first one, CBO or ABO? CBO. Uh okay. Uh cost caps, do you use them? Yes. How often? Oh, sorry, I just had to 40, ask that.
1: Forty percent of the
0: time. Okay. Um, do you scale by specific percentages? Yes or no.
1: Fifteen percent every seventy-two hours.
0: Fifteen percent every seventy-two hours.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. I've been doing twenty percent every sale, so I, this is very interesting to know. Okay.
1: That's just, that's just me, man. I, no, you know, no, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, images or video, which one do you prefer? Gun to my head, images. Shit, all right. Um, Video, curated content, like very professional or UGC? UGC. Um, Okay, and then who are three people that you'd recommend that we interview or talk with?
1: Um, I would talk to um, Andrew Foxwell just because he's my friend. (laughs) He's got his podcast. Okay, okay. Um I would talk with uh um, I would talk to man that's a good question. I'm trying to think of like a couple others. Are you looking for someone on paid social mainly? Uh pretty much anything digital marketing. Josh Baer for email, because really he's really good. And he doesn't get he, not many people know Josh. Um and then I would also connect with um his name is Florian. He's in Germany. And he's like okay. the best. Facebook. He's so good at Facebook. And it's like the things he does, he just blows my mind every time.
0: Okay, okay. I believe it. And I will look forward to um, trying to connect with them. If you could kind of intro me to them, that would be unreal. Sure. I appreciate um, having you on the podcast. We're pretty yeah. much wrapping it up. I don't want to waste any more of your time. You're busy. <laughs> I know how it feels to finish the day at like 5:41 right now, or probably you're not even finished. Um, yeah. but yeah, thank you so much, David. I'll be <laughs> looking out for your police chase videos and live streams. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just, uh, I look forward to maybe talking to you again. Yeah, dude. All hard. right, man. Thank you so That's much.
1: Great. You bet.